Welcome to episode 11, Station to Station podcast. The Mets are an absolute mess. We'll get Brian's take on everything that's going on in Flushing. Plus, the Yankees flex in Los Angeles over the weekend. All of that and more coming up next on Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. Everybody, I'm John Prasapio. Joined along once again with Brian Sarnelli, Pat Lavin, working the board. Guys, how are you this week? Nice to have you back. Yeah, good. Good to be back uh, on the podcast. Not good watching Mets baseball. Uh, we got a lot to dive into, John. I, I think you probably are in better spirits than I am right now. But you know, it's uh, nevertheless, it's good to be back on the airwaves with uh, the two of you, gentlemen. Yeah, likewise. Pat, Pat, now, I mentioned last week's episode, you're up in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. What, what were you doing up there? It's, of course, home of the Yankees AAA affiliate. Uh, I wasn't familiar with that when I was over there, but, yeah, it was. I uh, just had some nice nice business to do over there. Uh-huh. It's working a nice little show, but uh, it's a beautiful little area. It's a, like, two-and-a-half-hour drive from uh, Queens. Took me about four-and-a-half to get up, up there, though, so that was fun but i i wish i would have known the heads up i would have maybe gotten gotten some merch for you and just send it back you down know, to you there was a part of me that was really hoping that you just knew that and that's why you were in fact going there but i should have known better and brian i know the course, bare minimum brian's pat and uh, i actually sister. did a uh, pat and i did actually an escape room in scranton together fun fact is that real and i have spent pat and i have spent an afternoon together in scranton pennsylvania did you and we did didn't, you go we didn't there escape room. for the escape room? No. Why, why did we why did we even go there in the first? I think we were driving through and we just were like, hey, we got we were, some time we were, to kill. We were staying in the Poconos, not just Pat and I also. I don't oh, want anyone say to romantic misinterpret weekend in the Poconos. This. I don't oh. want this to be interpreted <laughs> as a romantic weekend. I had a great time with Pat. Oh god. Had a great time with Pat. Uh, but there were other people there. Uh, so there was a buffer. Not that, not that we didn't want the buffer or oh. we needed the buffer. Yeah, you're back. You're backpedaling. I wish he wasn't there, Pat. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we we uh, went to Scranton. Uh, we went to, I think we went to like a random bar. Maybe we went to the the mall, like the big famous mall from the office. I forgot what it's called. The Steamtown Mall. Steamtown Mall, and uh, we did an escape room, which we I think barely made it out of. Like, yeah, no, we did it. We did it. There was like Not two confident. minutes left. Yeah, we, and then we <laughs> held up a sign that said uh, "best new record," like that. We like did we get the record? No, did... we did not. No, we okay. held up a sign that I said "new record." News. Yeah, and that then the out. the escape room like posted it on their Facebook, being like they had fun, and then like put like an asterisk next to it, being like they did not set the new record. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure there's Bad. like a lot of people that follow that escape room on Facebook. I'm sure, yeah, and they were like. Did someone really beat the fucking record? Like they were getting ready to run down there and and kick our ass, but they they set the record straight immediately. We did we did not beat their uh, all time score. Are you guys fans of escape rooms? No, I've never done one, but no, uh, really? you can't I've say never, no. You've never you can't done say no. Yet. Then you've never done I, an escape room. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I, you know, there's like a million other things I'd rather do than go to escape room. See, I I. I think they have alcohol in the room. No, no. you don't work. I, I, I think, I think honestly, 
before I had ever done an escape room, I would have told you like, no, an escape room seems like a horrible idea and a waste of time. I've now done like five or six. What a fucking what an adrenaline rush. You know, there's one an adrenaline rush. There's one at Universal Orlando that I actually want to do. It's a back to the future themed one. If there, if there's ever going to be an escape room, I do. That's going to be the one I do. I love John, back there, to the future. John, there's actually a couple really, really good ones. Uh, not too far away from us. It's like this one place. I think it's called the Bureau. Uh, no free ads. But if you live in the Orlando area, no the, the Bureau. And they, they have like three rooms on this. And I think I've done two of the three. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think I solved shit in any of those escape rooms. Like the, the people I were with, like were very escape room, like savvy and they were fucking flying through it. I think I was just like, just tell me what lever to pull and stuff like that. But some of the stuff is crazy. We were like going down slides, like in like crawl spaces. We were breaking through walls. We were shooting arrows at stuff to like open up like fucking things. Like some of the stuff they have you do is just absolutely insane. So you're, you're an escape room guy. Like, no, no, you know, no, you're no, a no, guy. no. No, I don't. I don't because I I like being a guy, but I don't yeah, think yeah. I'm at the level You're an escape room guy. I don't sure. think I'm at the level to being an escape room guy. Like I like being like that guy's the plant guy or that guy's like the backward hat guy. Like I like being labeled as the guy for something, but I, I don't I think I'd be doing the escape room like community a disservice if I labeled myself as an escape room guy, because I, I don't think I've ever positively contributed to a room for anyone who wants a peek behind the curtain, a bit of Brian Sarnelli. Brian is a huge, huge plant guy. Huge. huge. Yeah. I love plants. Huge plant guy. I think it's the weirdest thing about you. You love plants and reptiles. Yeah. You're, you're like a man child. I, I am a, I'm a big reptile guy. Yeah. That's, that's probably like as far on each end of the spectrum as you can go. Like old suburban white man loves his plants yeah but like eight-year-old kid let me hold a lizard (laughs) like that's and you know what like in florida we have lizards in the garden so it's like it's like crack cocaine wow i feel like you have to outgrow being a lizard guy i feel like being a lizard guy is not sustainable unless your name is steve Irwin. what do you mean i agree it becomes weird at a certain point i feel like you mature you can mature into being a plant guy Everyone strives to be a plant guy one day, but every guy has to grow out of being a lizard guy. And I feel like you're in this like purgatory gray area where you're trying to move forward as a plant guy, but you're being held back by the lizard guy. But also like he's not like, don't think the way you're saying it, don't not like he's passionate about his lawn. You know, it's not that like he loves plants like, oh, this isn't like like. I thought you I like I my lawn. That kind of comes hand in like, hand. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, but that's not where the passion lies. The passion What's, is not the lawn. That's it's correct. Right. Wow. It's not. Okay. No, he I, loves I, plants. plants. I love plants. Yeah. Isn't grass just a type of plant? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get all type. Yeah, but there's a big difference. Big I'm difference. More, I'm more focused on the lizard aspect of all this. If we're really going to be doing some like dissecting, I don't think I have to grow out of being a lizard guy. It's it's a little it's a little weird. If I could go it's, to the store right now and buy a pet lizard and do it all again, I would do it. Heartbeat. I wouldn't even blink. All right. What if you're like you're in Home Depot? I mean, I, they don't sell lizards in Home Depot. No, that's like not usually. Really, that's not really, really good yeah. lizard well, purchasing say, location. Hypothetically, this, this Home Depot sells. It's a Home Depot and Petco. Pet Depot. Okay. Uh, it's just called Petco. 
Petco. There you go. Or PetSmart. Uh, there's like I a don't know a, one of the most beautiful potted plant plants you can possibly dream of. And then there's just like a at the like pet a, store. At this at this store, this theoretical store, there's a beauty. Okay. You, you only All have right. like fifty dollars in now, your pocket. I'm now with you with the analogy. This All is right. a made up place that has plants yes. and reptiles. Okay, yes. continue. I'm and sorry. You have the option of buying this insanely beautiful potted plant that you can put into your yard, or okay. there's like a komodo, like a I don't know, like a mini komodo a kom- dragon, a, a, a komodo dragon. I don't Pat, know. You don't, I don't know shit know. about reptiles. Don't, don't, don't you dare lecture me, lizard. Who don't does? Who oh, other than yeah. you is a reptile aficionado? Komodo dragons have like bacteria in their saliva that would fucking kill you. Oh. Also, Komodo dragons oh get like God, twelve. They get you like said, twelve feet long. You said yeah, like a baby. It's a baby one. It's committed. I don't have to me. be a lizard guy. I don't have oh to be a lizard God. guy to know anything about a Komodo dragon. No, you sound like such a <laughs> snot nose kid. You sound like such a snot nose no, kid right now. John. Come on, the Komodo dragons have venom in there who cares it's not venom think, it's bacteria I think, I think we got oh. to the point brian's a fake lizard guy because if offered a komodo oh, dragon he, his defense would go oh they grow to be 12 feet long that's like the ultimate like if a lizard guy's holy grail is the komodo dragon no he just said true. no that's not true come on oh my God. a lizard guy's like dream is a chameleon they're not even why? lizards. They're the, why is it a chameleon? They're not lizards because they can change colors. A chameleon like, not the a crazy lizard. long like tongue. Are they can, rare? Like, hold... Are no, chameleons rare, rare to have? No. Yeah, but they're easy to lose. How are they easy to lose? Why? It's, it's blend, blend, blend in. Yeah. I don't. I think you could if you're on top of it. I think you don't lose it. My knowledge of chameleons come from like movies and TV shows. So. I can't believe you just tried to is chameleon off a komodo dragon. You, you could probably Google it. It's probably yeah, illegal yeah. to own a komodo dragon. Uh, I think they're like endangered species too. How about how about like an iguana? I would I would hold an iguana. Domesticate a komodo dragon. (laughs) You're gonna have the Ah. FBI show up at your home. They're gonna be like, "Where is the komodo dragon?" They're gonna think you're already like housing it. Oh, dude, the the Steve Irwin's kid. First result, he's like, "Can you?" Is it Look how keep oh my God. dragon? This is bad effort. Le- okay, well that's bad. Oh Firstly, my! Firstly, they that- aren't legal, but they are venom. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are, and they are very holy shit! I don't think I've photo. ever seen. That sounds You've like never a seen a komodo dragon. No, holy shit! It's like yeah, a little dude, dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, dude, how am I going to fit that in this house? Yeah, they're you, you, showing photos of komodo dragons. But right you now. don't need a dog. You can just get one komodo dragon. Where do they live? That's the thing. I don't think no one actually. I think they kind of just popped up one day, dude. No, Pat, that's not fucking true. You're you're just just spreading fake news. (laughs) I don't know. They just popped up one day. No, we definitely have the history of the Komodo dragon. Uh, Scientists are still trying to (laughs) date back the origins. They didn't just pop up. What came first, the Komodo dragon or the egg? Listen, I I think it's. I let's let's try to find some common. Let's find some common ground here, real quick. I think it is important to embrace the things that make you a unique individual. And if I'm passionate about, you know, my plants, if I like lizards, you know, I have weird music tastes as well. And Pat knows this as well. Like I enjoy country music, pop punk music. You don't don't enjoy country music. Don't don't show you you might, but don't make that your first one. Don't try to relate to the people. You're a pop punk guy. I am a pop punk guy. I am yeah. a ninety. I am a nineties two thousand pop punk guy. But I have a variety of everything in my bag, including musicals. Oh, it is just a widespread fiasco. It is not good music, but it's a fiasco nevertheless. 
But I think no. it's important to embrace the things that make you who you are. And John, I don't know if you know this. I'm going to I'm going to put Pat on the spot. Pat is a complete weirdo to society. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we Pat, all knew that. No, where, where, where are you going with this? Pat yeah. plays like 10 different instruments. He has <laughs> he had a unicycle throughout high school and he juggled on his unicycle or he would play his ukulele while on the unicycle. Now, now Pat, you're uh, not seeing anyone right now, right? I'm looking. I wonder do why. Know, do you know that Pat Pat knows exactly what I'm about to say no, too? What? On Pat's old hinge profile. Oh God, this was okay. and it might be the current hinge profile. This was, no, I changed it. I changed it, but continue. Thank God. Oh, he <laughs> you know how you could add like a prompt, like a sound prompt? <laughs> I don't. I've never used hinge. Okay. Well, apparently you can add like a sound prompt where you can talk or be like, this is my impression of this or something it funny. Ask you or a be question like, and you can answer instead of texting, you can answer with your voice. Pat did Pokemon impressions on his hinge profile. I mean, they were pretty, they were pretty good, (laughs) but it it took, uh, it took until like, uh, I forgot where it came up, but like we were around a campfire and they're just like, I think I just randomly was like, yeah, no, this is my hinge profile. And then like people, like a collective group of people were watching it and they're just like, what is this? What is this audio clip? And it's just me doing like squirtle, 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 Charmander, and like, I, it was a real coming to, to light moment where I was like, oh, that's why I'm getting no matches is because I'm doing Pokemon impress. I thought it was funny. I thought now, it was funny. It did not listen, play. If you're listening at home, if you if you ever give the show a watch on YouTube, Pat's not a bad looking guy. OK, but you, Pat's a decent looking oh, guy. Pat, Pat, he complimented you. Yeah, he, you. he's a he's a decent looking guy. But he's pride. single because he's so freaking weird. Who the hell? <laughs> What the hell is that? I Squirtle? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm glad it took uh, 11 episodes for John to just fully go at me for saying, like, you're just a weird fucking guy. Holy shit. But, like, I will but, say, like, like, I've gone out, you know, with the three of us have been out together at bars. And, like, you do well with women, you know? But And then you start to open your freaking mouth. And it yeah, all that, goes down. That's the problem out. I run into. No, Pat, Pat is talented. Pat has a bunch of random fucking talents that, like, everyone else is like, that's completely useless. But, like, Pat has just, like, yeah. so many hey, useless hey, talents. Hey, baby, want to swing by my place and watch me ride my unicycle? No, yeah. like... I mean, he's a tall fella. He's six four. You know, he could play. He's pretty decent at basketball and volleyball. He, I don't know, Pat. What else can you do? This is we're this just is, selling. This, Pat. Is, this isn't. This oh, is let's fucking, sell this Pat. Is station the station, not Pat's hinge profile. Let's you know what? Over. Next next week we're gonna get the dating game song on our soundboard, and we'll have a little segment with Pat. Well, I think. I think. Yeah. I think next week then you guys should you know put me through the gauntlet. You guys are are taking men. I think you should teach me how to put myself out there and what are we ways. doing what are we doing what you, you you teach me the ways of like you i'm we're putting you through the gauntlet yeah taking men wait what what are the no, no you, you said we're taking we're taking men as well we're taking men not nice. <laughs> we're not taking we're not oh gonna bring God, in no. men to meet Pat. <laughs> no this is all right this is getting off the rail but next i think next week we yeah. should make that a, a, all right i think no I men think, being taken but i think we should we'll bring start. one guy Every episode, we'll do a little segment with you, and we're going to try to get you, you know, hitched up. Does that sound fair? I think I'm going to find the love of my life on this podcast. You might. You very well might. I can't believe this is the last episode of Station Station. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Brian, Uh, 
Brian, you talked about your love for lizards. A chameleon, you know, can change its appearance and make, you know, it looks like something one week, one moment, the next moment, it looks like something else. How about the Mets? Because they certainly seem like a chameleon. One week, they're looking great. The next, the, by the way, this is the greatest segue in the history. You can't, you can't acknowledge stop it and say I, you I am. I am. I'm really applauding. We, I had to. We, I had to give myself we, a pat on the back. We I, I quietly, we quietly acknowledged yeah. on the Zoom that that was a no, great segue. The was. moment you acknowledge it, you lose it. Oh, you're I don't so care. close. I don't care. It's you're that so good close. that anyone watching or listening, they will agree because it was the elephant in the room. I guarantee now, I, you had people nodding around yeah. being like, what a segue. Was and just then you, you, you just lost them all. No, no. Because no one could focus on anything else. They're oh, all focused on what a segue that was. They were going to lose the whole point. The Mets. <laughs> the Mets are a chameleon. I think I think that is a fantastic acknowledge, analogy about the New York Mets. You know, we're through 60 games as we are currently playing. Obviously, the Mets uh, are going to be starting a little bit late tonight against the uh, series opener against the Braves. But the Mets are 30 and 30. We have seen some really good Mets baseball where you're like, this team can be a World Series contender. And then you see some really awful Mets baseball where you're like, this team isn't even going to make the playoffs. So, you know, it's tough. It really is tough mm-hmm. right now. I think they have the makeup of a team that is going to be, you know, hot, then cold and hot, then cold. And you kind of just hope towards the end of the season that they just go on a stretch where they can win like seven in a row or something and just kind of hover above 500. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe this team is a team that can make a run. And I kind of saw it last year with our new playoff system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got to make the fucking playoffs, right? it really doesn't matter in what capacity you make the playoffs. Obviously you'd rather not play in that first series if you can avoid it, but it's a series. It's no longer that one game do or die shit. So you got to make the playoffs. The Mets have the makeup of a team that are still in my eyes going to make the playoffs. And it's frustrating right now through the first 30 games to see these inconsistent stretches, to see really good starting pitching one night, to see a clunker the next night, to see an offensive explosion, and then out of nowhere, the bullpen blows a game when they don't blow games that often. They're just, when one thing is right, two things go wrong. And that is the current makeup of this team. Overall, the level of concern, it's really not super high because I, I still see what they can be. But, you know, they're 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 not lighting the world on fire this season. They're not no. going to run away with this. They're probably not going to win the division unless something really changes. And you know what? Maybe, maybe that's okay. I don't know. It's something different. You know what I mean? Last year they were in first the entire year and they fucking ran away with the whole thing and they choked it away at the end. Maybe a year of just like fucking grinding the entire fucking season. And then you get hot at the end and something cool can happen. But I think we're going to see a lot of strain on this, on this Mets team. I think a lot of people are going to want Buck gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- when a low happens, people are going to want Buck out of here. And uh, when the highs happen, they're not going to acknowledge Buck at all. I mean, the guy's coming off a, a manager of the year in his first year as the Mets, and they want to fire him within 60 games of the next season. That's just the Mets fans. I mean, I'm not ready to fire Buck in any capacity. Um, I think this is Buck's team. I think if you want to evaluate all that shit at the end, but he's got a veteran club. He's got a couple hall of famers on this roster. He's got a couple guys who are proven vets. Let him take this roster 
to the end of the season, wherever that is. And then if you want to evaluate that position, if you want to go younger, if you want to go a different route, you look at that in the offseason based off of the season success. But I think a lot of Met fans are just going after Buck as just like a scapegoat. But there's a lot of issues on this team. I mean, Francisco Lindor, I guess it's finally time to address it. But the man is hitting ice, ice cold. And granted, like it's kind of weird to judge him. He's playing elite defense. He's driven in 40. He's got a couple. He's got a lot of extra base hits, but man, he just can't get like his normal singles. Like he's actually has a great batting average or a pretty decent batting average with runners on on uh, runners on base or runnings in scoring position, but like he just can't get anything started. And, and I mean, you got him in the two hole, just like killing innings and killing rallies. And I think it's time just to kind of like shake up that lineup a little bit and do something a little a little bit different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys pointing the finger at and. You know, the Mets are doing something that they have been doing under the Steve Cohen era where like guys like Tomas Nito finally got the boot. Like, yep. you know what I mean? That is somebody that needed to be let go. They could not send down Francisco Alvarez in any and way, I, shape and or form. And I was on the record. I thought they were. And they proved I, me yeah. wrong. Good, good job. Good job. So, by the Mets. Thank you. But I mean, everybody in the world thought Francisco Alvarez was going to get sent down and that they were going to somehow be idiots and, and run with Tomas Nito and uh, Omar Navarez, and Navarez came back tonight. And it's I love running with Navarez and Alvarez behind the dish. I think that's a great backstop duo. Um, I actually trust Navarez to actually get a hit and get on base every once in a while. So I like the backstop duo. Sucks for Tomas Nito, long time met. But honestly, man, what a terrible offensive catcher and such a long, long leash that that man had just because some pitchers like throwing to him and he was okay behind the dish. But Jesus Christ, Tomas Nito was probably a worse hitter than Josh Tolley. <laughs> I can't even think. I'm trying to think of other horrible, back. or you want to go to like Anthony Wrecker. Ah, actually, Anthony Wrecker probably was worse. I don't know. I really don't know. Pat, I don't know if you could look that up for me, but like look up batting average of Anthony Wrecker compared to like Tomas Nito. Because I, th- I think you could do it on baseballreference.com, compared them side by side. But, I mean, Tomas Nito was a joke behind the plate. I mean, at the plate hitting. And he was a somewhat decent defensive catcher. But, uh, Brian, I'll be honest with you. This team has much bigger problems than just, you know, behind the plate. I mean, I t- last week I talked about Daniel Vogelback. What the hell is he doing? Yeah, Vogelback, Vogelback has to know where uh, Showalter's bodies are all buried. He really oh, does. Oh, my and- God. You know, it's it's going to come to a time where and this is the thing that's frustrating. Everybody wants I, I'm one of them included. You want these kids up here. You want these kids in the lineup all the time. And you got Viento sitting on the bench and then Vientos gets his shot to play, but he doesn't play well because he sits on the bench for four or five games in exactly. a row. And then he gets a, an opportunity. And then the Met fans are booing him or telling him to get sent down to the minors. And it's like the kid needs to play like five games in a row for me to get like a feel for him, like let the kid fucking get comfortable. Let him get a shot. If Vogelback is such a pro, you can sit him for a couple days in a row and he should be able to come up and still be able to get a hit and figure it out. Like, but let the kid get acclimated instead. Like everyone's calling to send him back down. When in reality, I think it's time to just figure out what the fuck we're going to do with Vogelback. Now, uh, last week too, I, I made mention uh, while you were away. By the way, congratulations to your sister on the new home. Yeah, my, I was away. My sister bought a house. Um, while you were away, I talked a little bit about the Mets. Um, I think their biggest need is a starting pitcher. 
you know, as bad as the offense has been in that lineup, and it's been bad, I think the need, the urgency is to go out and get a top-of-the-line starting pitching. Because when your starters are giving you, you know, six innings of solid ball, the Mets look great. But the problem is they're letting up a lot of early runs. They're getting behind the eight ball. Then they have to constantly come back. And you're putting enormous strain on that bullpen. But they need a starter. Now, one name that's being floated around that's going to be available is Shane Bieber. And if I'm the Mets, I'm all in on Bieber. That's your guy. You got to get Bieber into Flushing. Yeah, I think think Bieber... Bieber is definitely one of those top names that's going to be available at the trade deadline for sure. And I think he's one of the pieces that I would be comfortable trading away some future prospects for and and really going out and acquiring, acquiring him. Cause I don't know if Shane Bieber is on an expiring contract or if he's got a year left that we might have one, one or two left. Yeah. I don't think he's a free agent at the end of the year though. And if that's the case, if you're signing up for getting and Shane Bieber younger than you probably think, I think he's like 25 years old. Yeah, no, he's a younger guy. He came in the league not too long ago. Let's see. He's on an arbitration salary right here. Uh, He's eligible for arbitration again in 2024. And then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So you get a year and a half of Shane Bieber if you trade for him. So. And I think that's worth it. And I, I like getting the rotation a little bit younger. So Shane Bieber, I think, is going to demand a heavy price tag, but I do think he gets traded this offseason. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I'd be all in on getting another starter. I think that, that would be um, something they definitely need. And I agree, you know, it helps the bullpen out, helps everybody out. I'm, I'm, I, I still have faith that the offense will find its level. Like water always finds its level. I think the Mets offense will eventually level out and there'll be a, you know, they're not going to light the world on fire, but they're going to be a good enough offense to win some games. And, you know, I guess another name that I think about, you know, it's I guess we're kind of creeping up on that trade deadline time period. But another guy to kind of think about is Lance Lynn. Now, Lance Lynn, a little uh, bit more hot and cold. Yeah. But I don't know, man, I've always been a Lance Lynn fan. I like I, him. I, I like think his he'll tenacity. do better in the NL. Yeah. So, I mean, see, is that phrase still exist? Know. What's is up? what you just said still actually a thing? I don't think it matters anymore. Yeah, no. I don't yeah, think it matters. The DH uh, is universal. We yeah. always were so used to being like, ah, guys will do better in the NL. But I don't know if that's true anymore. I think it's the same. That's fair. We're that's an equal fair. playing road now. I mean, I think the competition in the AL is slightly better. I think your juggernauts in the American League. I mean, look at the AL East. It's by far the best division in baseball. Yeah, I think you got more juggernauts in American League right now. I think now I hate the best team in the league is in Houston. Yeah, I I hate to go off on a little tangent here, though, Anya. But you think of the National League and the American League. And for me, on paper, they're they're close. But I give the edge, obviously, to the American League. Mm -hmm. But I think of like other sports. I think of like the NFC, AFC. I think mm-hmm. the AFC is stacked compared to the NFC. Oh, without a doubt. And then I think of like basketball, the Western Conference Conference and Eastern Conference. I think the West is way better than the East. And that's been like a majority of our lives. I feel like the West has been better than the East. Uh, you disagree? Yeah, I think the East. Yeah, I mean, when you had LeBron in the East for the longest time, the East was a much better conference. I mean, think about it. You had Boston. You know, the Knicks for a little while were something. They were never really a threat. 
but you had uh, Miami when he was with Miami. They were a juggernaut. You know, the West has always had a few decent teams, but never anything like, wow, they, you know, they're stacked. I, I, I don't know. The East, in my opinion, the NBA is. Been... I guess I'm going over. I'm going quantity over quantity, I guess, with that, if that makes sense. Quantity That's over fair. quality. I'm, like, right, because you more had San so- Antonio. There's more solid teams in this conference and the other like I, the best team if we're using the lebron miami one like the best team resided in the east but like the better qual like there's more good teams in the west than the east yeah i think it's changed for sure as of recent i mean with golden state and you know again lebron going to la even though he hasn't been that great out there but do you yeah. think baseball's the closest i guess is what i was trying to get at like conference play you think they're the most neck and neck I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm not well versed enough in hockey to to really have a hockey opinion there. Yeah, no, I. I think I think it can be. Yeah, Um, I think the AL was much better than the NL for a while. I still think the AL has an edge over the NL, though, to be honest with you. Well, we're talking about an edge. I think the edge right now in New York baseball probably is the Yankees. So I'd love to hear. How you feel about you know your Bronx Bombers right now? Can I call them the Bombers? Are we are we close enough where I can call them the Bombers? I'll, I'll let it go this week. I, I wouldn't this push week? it. Yeah, don't push it. Oh, uh, also, by the way, I'd like to address. You asked Pat to look something up. This is about the fifth week in a row where we've asked Pat to look something up. He just simply never tells you. No, he told sh- me. I put in the chat. Oh, this is. You're actually wow. smearing Pat's good name. Okay. But Pat, How okay. dare you? Pat he gave did, the did, information. He, it is there. I didn't Pat, see it on the line. You're too busy Pat staring likes, at us like a, through your fucking yeah. webcam. Can't even look at your goddamn computer for a second. All right, Pat. Hey, hey, I got All it. All right, sorry. I got he, it. Brian, you, you're I know, standing there. He's dragging me through the mud. I'm I'm, I'm about to defend you. Yes, I, he's I, right I, 90% I, of the time, <laughs> but this one time, I got him. <laughs> I understand. You did. I understand the frustration. Pat is a facilitator. So we ask him to look it up. Pat types it in the chat. And then usually what I try to do is anytime I'm in this situation, I try to see if there's an organic way to bring back up the thing that Pat has gotten me the information on. And if it's too late and we've progressed too far down the line by the time we get the information, then I simply move on. Now, Pat provided the information pretty quickly this time, and it was the Anthony Recker, Tomas Nito batting average comparison. And uh, Pat... Pat, I know you like to facilitate, but why don't you tell me those batting averages, buddy? Oh, God, I got to pull it up. Because you got up. Oh, come on, no, Pat. We got Wrecker's a, a 199 career batting average, and then Nito is a 213. There you go. Don't be shy. Just come on in. Chime no, in. You don't have is, to put listen, it there for I'm us. just, I'm the, we the acknowledged John you. of this team, all right? I'm just here to we, assist. We acknowledged you. You can, you know, say hi. You went after him. Yeah, you attacked me. What are you talking about? No, well, that was in the beginning when we asked you to look the stats up. We, we, at that point, we were inviting you into this conversation. This is just Brian and I are like Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. And then you, you're the new guy on the team who's like getting used um, to like getting used to getting my passes. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll practice my <laughs> squirtle impersonations and then okay, maybe you'll no, feel a little more fluid. It's just a dirty How's day. That? Right, I think a gen. I think an apology is all that was needed. I, and I apologize. I apologize. Right. I did not see it there. It was there. Pat, do you accept the apology? Good yeah, job. Sure. By Pat. This week I do. Ooh. All right. Mm. All right. So, the Bombers. 
<laughs> let's talk, let's talk Yankees. The Yankees, you know, for God's sakes, just when they start to do well and you should be happy, there's always something to piss you off. It's like so you Yan- just run into a wall, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. They just run into a wall. Yankees with a big seri- uh, series win against the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine over the weekend. All primetime games. And we talked about this uh, last week as well, too. The Yankees, the Yankees don't play a day game again until June 24th when they play Texas, which I just think is crazy. I couldn't tell you the last time we've gotten that long. A lot of big matchups, a lot of big primetime games coming up here. So we had one over the weekend in L.A. They take two out of three from the Dodgers. In the, you know, we're getting all these big marquee names back. Stanton's back in the lineup. Donaldson's back in the lineup. Tommy Canley returns to the bullpen. And then, you know, what happens a few days prior? Harrison Bader's hurt. He lands on the IL. Uh, then Nestor Cortez goes down with an injury. He's going to the IL. Uh, and now Aaron Judge. You know, Judge made, I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, you're living under a rock. Makes probably one of the best catches you're ever going to see in right field, makes the play on a line drive, runs into the wall, the gate opens up, he crashes through it, and now they're scared that he might have fractured his toe. Um, Yet you have to be holding your breath right now if you're a Yankee fan. Because whenever you're talking about broken bones, uh, this it's a, it's a serious thing, and it's a long thing, right? So now we're in the moment where we're holding our breath. The Yankees, it is now, as we record this, Tuesday night. This injury happened Saturday, and we still don't have definitive word on what exactly his deal is, which I find just astounding. You know, I think I break a bone. I know within 24 hours if I broke a bone. Aaron Judge, we don't know what his state is. I realize they want him to be seen by the Yankees team physician. But still, I, where is he? Is he on vacation? Is he in Honduras? Where, where's the guy? We have no idea as if he's even seen him yet. Honduras so, is actually the home of the, uh, the Komodo dragon. Is it really? No. Oh, <laughs> I got excited. I actually want to know where the hell that thing lives. That's scary. Oh, I'll look it up for you, John. Hold on. Don't look worry. Look it up. Look at, feel free to chime in I'll, when you yeah, find I'll, the I'll answer. interrupt your flowed conversation. Thank you. Komodo dragon it can't really lives. sneak up on you, so I feel like you don't have to really know where it is. You don't freaking know I had the cockroach in my shoe a few weeks ago. God oh. freaking forbid I'm going to have a Komodo dragon in my closet one day. Australia. Australia, all right. Most likely evolved in Australia and dispersed westward to Indonesia. That's where all the weird shit is, Australia. How did did they get westward to Indonesia? Australia's an island. It's it's an island. (laughs) Still playing full of fucking Komodos. All right, sorry, John. This is what you asked for. People always say, let's go to Australia. It looks beautiful. Get the hell out of here. I don't want to go there. No, it looks looks awesome. No, no, no. There's too many weird things that live there. I'll go to Outback Steakhouse. I'll be fine. Blooming onion. Blooming onion. Get, right. Get yeah. me a blooming onion. That's the Aussie lifestyle. That's all I need. Uh, you know, but hey, the Yankees, you got Judge now. We're holding our freaking breath about him. Um, where we should be celebrating where the things are going the right way. Now we have to worry. And it is a serious worry. We'll find out probably in the next day or so, possibly tonight, once the Yankees wrap up their game with Chicago, which they're as we tape this, trailing three to one against Joe Kelly. On the hill right now, Joe big Kelly, Joe Kelly familiar guy. face. Uh, not a big Joe Kelly guy over here. Never since the Tyler Austin fight. I like Joe Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You're a Met fan. But you know, hey, let's let's just hope for the best. Now, Cortez's injury explains a few things. 
You know, it was that third time in the order where it seems he couldn't get anyone out. Well, he was having some shoulder issues. That kind of, I guess, explains the fatigue. He just wasn't able to keep it going. Uh, they're thinking, they're hopeful that he's only going to miss one start out of that. We'll see. I've heard that before. You know, we have Rodon on the way. Hopefully, he's starting to do some things. He's feeling good. Uh, that's, you know, uh, realistically, if he does come back with no other setbacks, we're looking at July. So the Yankees, there's a lot of optimism. Again, though, there's a lot of, you know, hold your breath, which I'm tired of doing with them. I'm tired of these injuries. This one, people are coming back. We're doing it again. And this one might be bad when we're talking about Judge now. So we'll see about that. Um, now, again, Yankees have Chicago. They're playing them right now. Then for the first time this weekend, you have Boston coming into town. After that, you play the Mets. You go up to Boston. And then you're home against Seattle and then Texas. So this isn't going to be, you know, an easy stretch by any means. You don't want to be losing key guys in this moment. But, I mean, I guess the silver lining, Boston, you know, Boston always plays the Yankees well, although they haven't been great. And then the Mets are a mess right now. But you know the Mets are going to rise to the occasion when they play the Yankees. You just know that. Now, the Mets, I want to go to you. I want to sw swing to you a little bit here. All right, Spider-Man. They get swept by the Blue Jays. You have Atlanta now starting tonight. Hold They're on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Go back a series. Oh, yeah. They sweep Philly. They sweep Philly. They sweep Philly. Right. right. Get Did swept you... by the Blue Jays. So Did now you... we play Atlanta in right. Atlanta, so, which so you means. Think they should sweep Atlanta. Correct. Okay. So you see a pattern is what you're no. saying. I'm just fucking with you. But here's well, that, the thing. Well, no, that'd be good because then they'll sweep Atlanta. Oh, we'll no, it's not good. Oh, then we sweep good. the Yankees. No, you're right. You'd sweep the Yankees because you'd get swept by the Pirates. But here, oh, God. Is, but that's that would be the most. That would be. That would, that be. would describe what's going on in Queens exactly. better than anything. If the Mets went out down to Atlanta and swept the fucking Braves in Atlanta, and then went to Pittsburgh <laughs> and got swept by the Pirates. Yep. That is that is the exact season that they are having right now. Um, and it's very frustrating because, you know, you get excited. They sweep the Phillies. You're like, fuck yeah. Versus the defending National League champions that we fucking alphaed all last year. We get another opportunity to play them again. They're coming off their pennant. We got our ass kicked in the playoffs. They're probably going to think that they're all high and mighty. And we kicked the fucking shit out of them, just like we did last year. And I'm feeling fucking great. Toronto comes to town. And you want to know something, though, about this Toronto series? This is such a loser mentality. The Mets played them so fucking tough. They were in it every yeah. single game. Every game was down to the wire. But just none of the outcomes went the Mets way. And it really fucking sucks because if you watch that whole series, you probably could have thought there was a chance that the Mets could have even swept Toronto with how close some of those games were and how close the back and forths were. And, you know, it just didn't fucking happen. But they're now, a struggling you, team, Brian. If you a struggling wanna, team. If you want to really get me upset, well, we also didn't get to go against the uh, the man who just got optioned down to fucking like a ball. Alex. Alex Manona. Oh, let me tell you how much joy that brings my heart. Is this is the guy? This is the guy who called out Garrett Cole, saying he's the biggest cheater in the league. Last year, he's yelling at Garrett Cole to come out past, you know, the Audi sign on the first baseline 
if he had a problem with him throwing at Aaron Judge. He's a punk, Alex Manoa. He's an absolute punk. No, I agree with you. If what? You, if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, Brian for whatever reason is holding up his chocolate milk. You know, we always say no free ads. You just gave Yuhu the greatest ad I think they could have ever asked for right there. I'm gonna tell you right now, we're talking about being a guy or something. A big Yuhu guy. Big Yuhu um, guy, really. Only be a guy of one thing. But here's that's the thing. not that's not true. No, that's not true. Yeah. But you, if it comes to Yuhu, you know what the greatest Yuhu in the world is? Go to uh, a bagel when you're on top of a mountain. Go to a bagel shop on a Saturday morning, hungover. Uh, I, I get behind get, that. Get a bagel and a glass Yuhu bottle. A glass Yuhu bottle. There's nothing better. I usually get a coffee because I'm 26 and not five. Oh, you also make squirtle noises on your Grow head. up. That yeah. that's the so, most mature thing you can do. Oh, Bro, yeah, I don't sure. I don't like you going after the Yuhu. Also, it's not chocolate milk. It's a chocolate drink. There's no milk in it. That's true. That's so true. everybody knows. What? Yeah, that's true. It, you ever true. see the label? The label says chocolate drink. There's no milk in that. No. What? Then what? What is a chocolate drink? Like what's I don't like know. The main I, don't you don't want to know. Don't worry about it. You want to know something too? What's in a hot dog? You don't want to know. There's a lot of protein. Uh, wait, that's nah, two grams. All right, never mind. Not a lot of protein. <laughs> uh, wow. Not not a if good it, effort. If it had milk, it has a lot of protein. I thought I was drinking a protein shake every time I had a yuhu. This is. Um. What was your question? What was my question? Yeah. Did well, you ask a question? Or you who? I don't know. No. I was talking about the Mets. The, We're talking you know, about the Mets. The Mets, uh, it's a very Jekyll and Hyde season four. Yeah. Now, next yeah. week, we, we finally get some Subway Series action, Yankees-Mets. What are we doing? Are we doing anything special? Are we gonna... We'll be recording. Yeah, we will be recording during the game. We'll be rec- are, are we going to do something in person? Or are we going to do a watch party? What are we going to do? We you guys should go to like a sports bar down in Florida and just like Instagram live just yourself. Yeah, and, and they're going to be playing like the Miami Heat Nuggets game. We're going to have to be like, hey, can you put the Mets and Yankees on? They're going to be like, no, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. We could do something. I got, you know, I got a place. We can. We, uh, we thank can God have- you're not homeless. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure everyone knew that. Can you yeah, yeah, we could do something. I want to see you two watch the game, but from your your studio, right? Your very small studio you got. There. I'm not going in there with him. Yeah, no, you, go you, got, you both got to fit in there with with G, uh, Judge too. Uh, if you don't know who Judge is, uh, not Aaron Judge, but um, I have a dog. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Judge is gonna be there. I have a four year old French bulldog, and his name is Judge. Um, took a gamble naming him after a player, especially one whose contract expired in three years after I got him. But you know what? That bet paid off. It paid off big time. Aaron Judge, Judge the dog is much shorter than Aaron Judge. How's, uh, how's Judge's Can paw? Confirm. Is, it, is, is his paw broken too? Yeah, maybe maybe your dog is the Aaron Judge voodoo dog. Oh. Well, this, like, guy's, this guy's a tank. Like whatever I'm happens to your paw. dog actually happens to real life Aaron. He did judge the dog did run into a wall. Is it spaded? You know, playing fetch the other day. Mm. Is uh, it spaded, John? Did you? Is your spaded, dog neutered? Spaded would be neutered. if he is a female dog. He is neutered. Neutered. Mm. He is neutered. Mm. No kids in Aaron's future. Yeah, thousand prayers. There goes the lineage. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one hurt. All right, now, se- John, you're the master of segways. Se- segway us out of talking about your dog's balls. Oh, that's a hard one to be honest with you. I'm up against the wall there. 
Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, I'm, oh, but let me let me yeah. say one more thing on the Mets right, here. Say something about the Mets. I, I every time I, I feel like I'm going to jump off a cliff. I feel pull, like you should be more mad than you are. They, they pull me back in. I, they because you know what? They got swept against Toronto, but they didn't look horrible. If they looked horrible, I'd be a little more concerned. But there's I don't things... like the use of Jeff Brigham in any situation. I don't know why Jeff Brigham has the trust of Buck Showalter, but I'm. <clears throat> oh man, I'm working through you who burps. I'm oh. telling you, man, don't drink you who actually I, I take it back. Don't don't drink you who. Oh my god, I feel gross. Anyway, but I don't know how Jeff Brigham has the trust of Buck Showalter. Like it's it's Jeff Brigham. I don't I don't really have to go into like the stats or anything. Sometimes you call a spade a spade. Jeff Brigham is Jeff Brigham. That's it. Don't use him in one run games in high leverage situations like it just drives me fucking crazy. I think that's a punt without thinking it's a punt. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's a close game. We're going to put Jeff Brigham in. When that happens to me, the game is over. At least it's not Yaka bonus. Yaka. At least Yaka bonus is fun to say. <laughs> at least well, Jeff Brigham is just a basic fucking name and he doesn't even look cool. Like we used to have Sean Reed Foley. Sean Reed Foley would crouch to like a foot above the ground. He had tattoos on each arm and he had a weird fucking mustache. But guess what? When he got shelled, he at least looked entertaining and cool. Because when you have a guy that looks somewhat interesting, you're like, maybe he's going to do some weird shit tonight and we're going to be okay. I don't have that with Jeff Brigham. I feel like Jeff Brigham is like a random politic, like politic. I can't even fuck. I, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm over Jeff Brigham. I'm what the done. hell? Fucking, I don't know what's in this chocolate drink. What the hell, though? Is seriously is chocolate Buck drink? Do, you is, no free ads. Sorry. What is Buck doing with this lineup every night? There's no continuity. There's no, nothing. I mean, the guy can't settle on a freaking lineup. I don't know who this Buck Show Walter is. Hey, but it's you know not what? the Buck Show Walter uh, we not, know. We're not going to do this. We're not. You, Let me tell you right now. We're not going to talk like this. We're not going to go after my manager. Otherwise, I'm going to go after yours. You oh, guys but, leading the league in ejections. This guy, oh, you, how you much vacation time is Aaron Boone getting this year? Let he me just tell wants you to, something. He just wants to go to the beach and hang out. He's getting himself tossed in the first inning. At least he's showing some life. Life. He I'm wants like, the fuck. day off, John. He wants a day off. Oh, he wants away from your team. Let me tell you something, though. This he is hates your team so much. He wants a whole game off. Two things this year that have bothered me that I don't know where the hell they came from or when they started. One, since Play when? Homes. Since when the hell did everyone start calling sliders sweepers? What the hell is that this year? What does this have to do with what I just said? Because we'll get there. Because okay. seriously, All right. sorry, what, I don't know. When Pass. the hell did that happen? It's Yesterday. driving me nuts. All number right, next two, question. Number two, Aaron Boone gets ejected. Eric the other Jeter, sorry. Very good. Very. I thought good you would job. like that. Did, did you like that? I did. I like. Oh, that I'm a lot. sorry. Can you say number two again? Number two, Dominic Smith. See, same impact. <laughs> there you go. Number two. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. Got some historical figures in the Mets history. Hey, Boone gets ejected the other night. And Shocker. when he got into the, you know, the disagreement with the umpire, 
There was some <laughs> disagreement. There was some footage. It looked like maybe some spit flew out of his mouth. And he definitely didn't spit on the umpire, but maybe he's trying some... to get suspended. So he gets more time off. But he did end up getting suspended. But now all since I'm hearing Boone say, ah, he's in the doghouse. And then people are saying, oh, he's got to watch, you know, the ejections. The league isn't happy. The umpires are on notice. Since when the hell is an ump- is a manager getting ejected suddenly a problem? You know, we're I, talking about Boone and his le- leading league-leading ejections. There was a time where on SportsCenter every night, you'd have the Bobby Cox meter of how many times the freaking guy got ejected. Heck, when he was going for the record of ejections, they were celebrating it. There was a tour. The league was promoting it. So why the hell all of a sudden is it such a problem that Aaron Boone is getting ejected from games? You bring in shame to Major League Baseball. There's enough of that on their own end. The Yankee organization does nothing but bring shame to our beloved sport. Get the hell out of here. If you're so worried about the look of the league. Disgust me. If they're so worried about how the league looks, you know, don't worry about managers getting ejected for arguing. They should worry about teams that are going out doing electronic sign stealing scandals. And instead of just giving them, you know, a little warning and get rid of the general manager and manager, actually do something about it. But the league constantly, this is what they do. This is what they do. They turn a blind eye to the real problem and, you know, just go on a stupid witch hunt over something else ridiculous. They did it with the steroids. They did it now with the sign stealing with out of Houston. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. And they're doing the same thing now with the friggin' balls, with the foreign substances on the balls. Balls. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. It's not fun to mock you. I know you're you're trying your best. You having fun? Yeah, kind of. Hey, you can got- we talk about stuff that's actually bothering me? Yeah, what? I'm really sad. Well, why are you sad? Just a really sad guy. We've got some sad news in Major League Baseball today, John. Okay. Jacob DeGrom. Oh. Yeah. Jacob DeGrom needs Tommy John surgery. And there's going to be some ignorant Mets fans that are going to be dancing on a grave that should never be danced on. And that really just makes me sad that, that Jake uh, has to go through this. He's going to come back at like age 37. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we might not see Jacob DeGrom. We're definitely not seeing him for the rest of this year. And maybe all of next year, he might come back late, late next year. And who knows what type of, uh, player he'll be after getting Tommy John this late in his career. He's going to be talked about as one of the biggest what ifs him, of all him time. and somebody else actually have like a very similar career. And it's, it's him and Tim Lincecum mm. where, where if you look at their like four year prime and stack it up against anybody else, it's, it's like untouchable their primes. But, but DeGrom, like DeGrom no was much more dominant than Lincecum. Really? I think Lincecum has three Cy Young awards and multiple he, no-hitters. He did, but he, he, Lincecum was a very good pitcher. Lincecum was a fucking monster one year, John. Like no, a he a monster. He absolutely was, but I'm just giving DeGrom the credit that he deserves. It's not taking anything away from Tim Lincecum. But when I DeGrom, apologize for defending Tim Lincecum. When DeGrom was DeGrom, he was Nolan Ryan. Yeah. He's yeah. that good. He's that good. But the Jake, problem was he was never healthy. 
Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame is not the type of Hall of Fame where a player like DeGrom would get in. And that's that's going to be unfortunate that somebody as dominant and as legendary as he was for that period of time will never make it to the Hall. But yep. like I also kind of at the same time respect it where Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame is literally like the elite of the elite and you had to do it for a long period of time. So well, like, there's some questionable ones in there, but yeah. It definitely is the strongest hall in my opinion, but you know, big, you talk big about, hall guy. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of problems with the Hall of Fame. I have a lot of problem with the writers. Oh, I, can I, I ask? Can I ask you random Yankee Hall of Fame questions? All right. Is Jorge Posada a Hall of Famer? No, he's my favorite player. He is my favorite player. Um, is Alex I, Rodriguez? A Rod's hard. A Rod's a very. I don't need long... to know that. I just want to know if he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, you know, A Rod. I could, I could talk to you about A Rod. And I don't need you to. I just need a yes or no. Gun to your head, yes or no? Do I think he will get in, or do I think he should be in? Should he be in? Yes, I think. I think you put all those steroid guys in. Even Rod, you put Clemens. I put Clemens. I put Bonds. I put McGuire. I think you put them in, but I think you add you essentially that asterisk to them. Um, like I, a steroid section. Yeah, I don't know if it even has to be a section. I think that just a you know a, a note, a footnote somewhere that you know so and so used performance enhancing drugs was known to use performance enhancing drugs at a certain time. Maybe it is oh just a wing of steroid guys. I don't know what that answer is, but I do think that there's so many of them and so many that had such a meaningful impact to the game that they should be in. Now, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player with or without steroids, in my opinion. He was that good. And the fact you don't have Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, you know, when you have a kid go to the Hall of Fame and you see Hank Aaron is number two at all time in home runs in Major League history. He says, well, who's number one? And that guy's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, that's, that's same hard. thing with hits, right? That, that, that's hard. That's a hard thing to explain to someone, to a, to a child, right? <laughs> but I, that, I think, that child is not going to understand why Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. John. I, you're right. You're right. But I think you just got to You got to put them in for the how game. Would, how would you explain that to me? I, I'm your child. I say, Dad, why isn't Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? He hit the most home runs. What, what would you tell me? Well, he got caught cheating. Oh God! Just like you and Mom. Oh, hey, hey, or different, no. or different. These are the hard oh. conversations you have to have as a parent, John. Yeah. You have to have these conversations yeah. oh. at the Hall of Fame, John. How are you yeah, going to tell them the birds and the bees if you can't even tell them about Barry Bonds cheating? Scandal? Yeah, that's a hell of a weekend at the fucking. Now Hall teach of me fame. about gambling when I ask about hits. Yeah, what let's to leave. Pete Rose? Let's leave Cooperstown. We'll go up to Turning Stone Casino, you know, and I'll teach you a few things about the craps table, Sonny. Dad, what let's are opioids? Go. Anyway, oh. sorry. <laughs> Hey, you got something sweet for me this week? You gonna um, take it serious? I thought when Aaron Judge caught that ball, I thought he looked really, really cool. All right. Well, you know what? My something sweet is uh, no. Hold on. My my something sweet. Is Josh Donaldson. Okay. What about him? How about that? Looked pretty any... good. He did. Looked pretty Oof. good. 
two home runs first game back. Yeah, he, he did pretty good. My also something sweet is former Yankee players doing really well. Uh, Aaron Hicks is going off and Gary Sanchez. Love our Yankee alumni here on the pod. Oh, Gary Sanchez is actually a former Met, most recently a former Met. So I, I can't take credit for that one. My apologies. He gave up just too soon. You could have had the Kraken. <laughs> what do you got for me? Hey, have, you know, this is a tip of the cap to Met fans. Thank you. Because you know what? In New York, how many fan bases have to go through the kind of hell that Met fans go through on a year, year in, year out basis? Um, and just to sweep Philadelphia and get your, you know, your emotions riding high and then get swept at home against the Toronto Blue Jays. It takes a special kind of fan to be a Met fan. And it doesn't even hurt anymore. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I'm okay. I'm a Jet fan. We've talked about this. So I, I know what it's like, but I you don't. I, no, I don't know to the level that you do. Because you're I'm a Met Jet fan. I'm in the mud, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm deep in there. It's okay. It's all right down here. I mean, if you you have to convince yourself you're okay, otherwise you're going to constantly look at the cars coming on the off, opposite side of the traffic. Is that why and just for be like, three man, weeks, I'm going to drive in there? Is that why for three weeks you just kept saying the Mets are okay? Were you subliminally talking yourself off a ledge? Yes, and physically. Wow, I feel like we've what? lost the reason for like the something sweet. It, it was started how, as something really. How, sweet. Why don't you say something sweet? Uh. I now have a new look on my hinge profile and I need to make some updates. <laughs> so thank you guys for showing me to the light. We Next now week, know where Komodo dragons are from. Next week. Tell your friends. If you have any, you know, single ladies eligible here, tune into station to station. We're going to try to get Pat, you know, hitched up here starting next week. So make should sure I just, to tune in. Should I just DM every like popular girl from Mets and Yankees Twitter and just be mm-hmm. like, Hey, come on our pod. Next Tuesday night. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, go. that's gonna go well. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure I'll do it from like a burner account too, so that I don't give away my identity. Listen, nice legs eight five two four, <laughs> with a random photo of like the Twitter bird as your emblem. Being like, hey, come on our podcast. Hey, come on, come on, no, toots. No, but really though, let's see if there's any. It, it, We're let's not, try. Let's I see don't if know if this is a well. good idea. Let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's see if anyone would come um, on. Shout I don't out think, love. I think I think Pat would be very uncomfortable. This is gonna this is gonna backfire. Of course he will, and it'll make for great entertainment. If, uh, if it's for the content, sure, but uh, this could make or break. Can we find somebody like on like Cameo that we could pay to like hit on Pat, where like Pat doesn't know what to do, and they're just You're gonna paying? be like very. Well, can- Cameo is a one way <laughs> thing. It's not like you that- can talk to them. It's they send in like a video recording. So that could I still pay, be fun. I, I pay for like 18 different, like to one person <laughs> and I just fake the conversation. So it sounds like I'm talking to him. All right. Well, we'll, we'll we're not that, that lonely. Out. Not yet. You now look ahead a little bit. Mets schedule last week when I was with you alone, I talked about, Hey, the Mets sweep Philly. They have to go out here this weekend and they need to push it against Toronto. They didn't do that. They get swept by Toronto as we've you know outlined quite a bit here. All right, They're move now- on. They're now in Atlanta. They go down to Atlanta. Probably a good thing to get away from Queens a little bit here. It'll be an interesting series. Three games all at night in Atlanta. 
And then they stay on the road for a weekend set against the Pirates before having an off day on Monday and coming home for our first look at the Subway Series. They have the Yanks over in Queens for two games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Bad job by Major League Baseball having a Yankees-Mets series on a Tuesday and Wednesday night in June. Terrible job. You want to grow the game, that's not how you do it. Absolute failure by Major League Baseball's part there, but we'll move on. Then they have another off day following the two games, because I'm sure they're going to be absolutely taxed before they open up a weekend series against the Cardinals and then finally go on the road for three against Houston. So this is a huge stretch for the Mets here. They can make a huge statement. They can go back and forth, as we've seen with the Jekyll and Hyde all year, or it can get real ugly real quick. I talked about the Yankees a few weeks back, and I said, hey, when the Yankees wrap up this series against Toronto you know, a month ago, the Yankee season could be over. Well, circle June 21st. It's a Wednesday night. Circle that day on your calendar. Because at, that evening, we'll know a lot about the Mets and where they're headed. That's when they wrap up their series with Houston. After that, they will face Atlanta, Pittsburgh, the Yankees, St. Louis, and the Astros. So the 21st is the day we're looking at when it comes to the Mets. Now the Yankees, the Yankees uh, win the series against the Dodgers. Huge win there. They're now hosting the Chicago White Sox for a three game set. As I say this, they're losing three to one in the top of the ninth inning. Clark Schmidt came out tonight and I can't wait for Clark Schmidt to leave the rotation despite a few positive performances by him of late. Still, uh, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. After that, we have Boston coming into the Bronx for finally a Yankees-Red Sox series this year. As we mentioned then, they'll go over to Flushing. They play the Mets before going up north to Boston for a weekend series. And then they host Seattle. The Yankees do not have another day game until Saturday, June 24th. And that's at 4.05 against Texas. So a little bit of easier skin for the Yankees. I did not know this until today. So far to this date, the Yankees have actually played the hardest schedule in Major League Baseball and had the least amount of days off of anyone in Major League Baseball. So with that alone, things to, you know, to be positive and optimistic about if you are a Yankee fan coming up here for the next part of the stretch. Ryan, do you have anything before we say goodbye? Can yeah, I say sweep the, oh, I guess, yeah. Sorry, Mets are going to sweep the Braves. There you go. Last oh. question. Uh, quick thoughts. Uh, Steve Gales did play-by-play in the booth this weekend because uh, Gary Cohen got inducted into the Hall of, That's Mets right. Hall of Fame. Uh, thoughts on Gary? I don't know if you listened to Gary Cohen's, not Gary Cohen's, uh, Steve Gales' uh, play-by-play. Any thoughts? The uh, Yankees lose. That, that actually <laughs> was the wrong button. Would you, <laughs> like, would, say, you, would you like to hit the right one? There we go. What was that? that? I, I couldn't even hear it. Uh, that's Gary Cohen asking why the Yank why SNY is playing Yankees highlights. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I thought, a, a swing and a miss. I thought Steve Gelbs did better than Gary Apple, but that's not really saying much. All right. Is there that's a that's a real person that's not made up? Gary Apple. Yeah, yeah Gary Apple. This is the name of the apple in center field. What yeah, the hell it's, named, it's, it's named after Gary. Who's Gary Apple and what does he do? Works for uh, SNY as like a post game guy. I've never seen Gary Apple. I learned something new today. He sometimes covers when uh, Cohen's like off for a series. Okay. Gary he's Apple. He, yeah, he's terrible. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. 
Well, hey, if you haven't done so already, make sure to give us a follow on the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, letter S, number two, Station Pod. You can find that on Instagram, TikTok, all of the above. Um, also, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Same thing, letter S, number two, Station Pod. Um, make sure to subscribe, ring that notification bell to get notifications when we do post new videos. We post new videos all week long. We post a lot of additional content there. I do instant reactions. Brian will eventually one day as well, too. Uh, you know, we also do fun little videos as well. And we'll see what's going on with the Yankees Mets series. We might have a surprise video for you there as well, too. So, again, make sure to subscribe on the YouTube for Pat Lavin and Brian Sarnelli, I am John Persapio. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Station to Station Podcast. We'll see you next time, everyone. Take care.